Hey everybody, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Little bit of a milestone, we just sold our first set of resin coasters. I am very proud of my wife. She is awesome. Uh, she made a boatload of Petri dish coasters, and they're pretty fantastic. They're uh, pretty psychedelic looking, and uh, I love them. Um, so go check out our little gift shop at etsy.com slash shop slash destro's treasure that's d-e-s-t-r-o treasure o-s treasure jesus christ d-e-s-t-r-o-s treasure and uh check out what we got it's a lot of uh art type gifts we got jewelry and zines also we're also brought to you by jessica dieter agent of insurance have you lived your life irresponsibly and you need to cut back on some bills? Or maybe you just want to do that because you're a sensible human being and you don't want to give away your hard-earned money? Give Jess a call. She will shop for home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, or renter's insurance. She'll find you a great rate for a great policy. You can reach her at 281-607-5263. Save yourself some dough. We're also brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Do you have a business or maybe a project or maybe an event coming up and you want to promote those things? Custom pin-on buttons are a great way to do it. They are inexpensive and Lone Star Buttons does everything at high quality. Uh, they do buttons in different sizes and shapes. They also do bottle openers and mirrors and magnets. To get in touch with Lone Star, you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon codes, I want to suck in your hairy tits, and get some buttons thrown in for free. Also, if you want to take part in the show, give us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We're doing good. We're doing bad. Do you have some stories you want to give us? Do you have some friend questions you want to give us? Send them on over. We want it. We need it. That being said, come to pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with me, Gabe Google, me Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 155 of Revenge of the World Podcast. I'm your host, ooh, there's a car driving by really loud. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Gabe Google Me Dieter, and as always, with me, the Corona Kid, Bitchin' Brennan Birch. <laughs> uh, more of a White Claw man these days. <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah, it's only been a few days since we saw each other, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to get back on the horse, dude been months since we've regularly produced a show <laughs> we were doing uh two shows a month yeah this is the second show in two weeks yeah i'm impressed yeah yeah we're, <laughs> we are moving up in the world dude hells yeah it, it's yeah i don't know i, I feel like the show kind of works better whenever we do them more frequently yeah yeah that's true i don't know i think i think i was kind of burned out for a while and that's why we went to that bi-monthly or bi-weekly or whatever yeah, I was, I was kind of in the same boat. I was planning on doing an in-between show, 
but we saw how that ha- didn't happen. Yeah. Oh well. What are you gonna do, Brennan? Uh, I don't know, man. Not not a not a whole. Be lot. dedicated. Yeah, just to podcasting. Re- rededicate myself to podcast excellence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, dude. Rush Limbaugh's gonna die soon, man. There, <laughs> there's need, there's gonna need, be an opening. <laughs> we need some golden microphones in here. Yeah, he starts smoking cigar. Oh wait, no, can't do that. No, I, won't do that. <laughs> I got a uh, non-functioning smoke alarm in here, so oh cool. We theoretically could get away with it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. What's up, dude? Uh, slowly dying. <laughs> slowly dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My health health has been kind of crappy, so I'm finally breaking down and going to the doctor. Which does the doctor know the specific ailments that you're concerned about? Oh, I'm, I'm I have like a a document in my phone where I've been oh. keeping track of everything. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like, can whew. you read that? Huh? Can you read it? Oh, you want you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. Okay, let's see. Here, here, here are my symptoms. Let me let me pull this up. I think our audience would get a real kick out of your <laughs> deteriorating condition. Okay, let's see. Notepad. Okay, stomach problems, dry scalp, skin bleeding, hand tremors, severe depression, anxiety, inflammation of knees, shoulder, and feet, foggy memory, lactose intolerance, trouble swallowing, cough, uh, hereditary uh, Graves and Hashimoto's disease, and high blood pressure. <laughs> wow. Okay, so <laughs> let's break this down. Can you put it into groups, like uh, outside and inside? <laughs> well, like from what I've managed to put together from WebMD, and uh-huh. judging from my family history, it seems like I have some sort of autoimmune disorder. Uh-huh. But I mean, I don't know specifically which one, because, you know, like... I think it's SIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I it's crib death. Yeah, I, I died <laughs> 38 years ago and just... It happened, but you made it through. Yeah. So... Just all, all the preservatives from all the macaroni and cheese I've eaten in my entire life is keeping me together, but... Do you eat a lot of ice cream? I don't at all. Because you're lactose Yeah, because, like, it just... It ruins my day. Like, if I eat, like, two slices of pizza, I better do it on a Friday because I'm down until Sunday. Damn. Like, it's bad. Like... And the thing wow. is, it's not just, like, you know, pooping or whatever. Like, my feet swell and, like, my joints... In my legs and my hands, like they just like stiffen up, dude. It's all about the food, man. It is. It's like it's it's well, like you know, with uh, like celiac celiac disease and gluten intolerance and stuff like that. It's like your your gut can't you know absorb everything, and then it starts treating like everything in your body as though it's fighting your body. Mm-hmm. So your body just starts go your cells go to war with your body, and that's I feel like that's kind of. Like, there's a direct correlation between what I eat. Like, if I, you know, ate three slices of pizza or whatever, the next day, all that stuff's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, you know, my scalp is going to start, like, scratching to the point of bleeding, and, like, I'm going to break out in a rash on my face, and, like... Damn. Like, it's bad, dude. Like, and it's been it's been like this for a long time, and it's only gotten worse. Yeah, as we age, we're, yeah. we're uh, less immune to the, uh, the small issues piling like, up. And a couple of years ago, uh, you know, my sister was uh, diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease, mm-hmm. which is, you know, autoimmune thing. And, you know, she went through a lot to find that out. You know, they had to do like a lot of different testing because they couldn't specifically pinpoint what was exactly wrong with her. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of painful testing. You know, it was no joke. And my other sister, you know, she's had like thyroid issues like when she was younger. And, yeah, I think they came to, came up with a, she had like a hyperthyroidism, which is like, you know, symptom of Graves', Graves disease. Mm. And, you know, my grandfather, they found out because, you know, he was one of those old school guys that didn't go to the doctor. Whenever he was like in the hospital dying of cancer, they found out he had Hashimoto's disease, mm. you know? And I mean, 
I think my dad has stuff too, but he's also one of those guys that, you know, whenever he was having a stroke, he didn't want them to take him to the hospital. What? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And like, you know, whenever they, they tested him, they're like, oh, you've had these before. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> wow. Because he doesn't go to the doctor for anything. Damn. And I mean, I don't know. That's, you, you can't do that. Especially living in a world where all of our food is crazy processed and, you know, but yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Not just, even natural. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and um, like, I, there's a direct correlation between things that I eat and what my body does. And mm -hmm. there always has been. And I'm just now kind of putting it all together. And so I'm going to go to the doctor and present him with this list that I just read you. Yeah. <laughs> Bleeding scalp. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like. If, you know, like if I eat a couple of slices of pizza the next day, it'll look like someone cracked an egg on my head, like just the white and let it dry. Mm -hmm. And like it, my scalp just comes off in pieces and it just like scratches. I get, I itch it until it bleeds. What's weird is what if the, what if the treatment is breaking an egg over your head? <laughs> that would be ironic, but I can't do that because I was, when I was a child, I was allergic to eggs. Oh no. <laughs> Actually, I, I can eat eggs now. Like that's, that's one thing that's gone away. Brennan. yeah should have been the boy in the bubble yeah man I'm, I'm i'm falling apart dude and you know honestly if i didn't have a kid i probably wouldn't care yeah. <laughs> I, I would just fall apart and keep drinking beer and you know just wondering why i'm you know falling to pieces but you know so i gotta well, get on top of that and make sure that you know i keep track of what's going on with him so that he doesn't have to go through all this yeah. and be sick for 20 years yeah <laughs> just the, have constant diarrhea i mean you bringing up joint pain you said in your knees? In my knees, in my feet, in my hands, in my shoulder. Dude, I got the same shit. And yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I got on the CBD stuff because of the pain in my hands, my right. shoulders, my knees, my ankles, my toes. Mm. And, you know, since then, I cut out sugar, like, yeah. quit eating sweet foods mm. and just ate normal. Like, you know, I'm still fat. I still eat garbage but it's not sweet garbage right you know and all that pain went away well my birthday rolled around and guess what i have sitting at home is a lovely marble cake yeah. birthday cake and it was delicious and i ate it for like three days you know yeah and all my joint pain came back yeah my hands are fucking hurting right now you know? Sugar's fucking poison, man. It really is. <laughs> it's straight it's up poison. There's nothing good about it for you. But it's crazy, like something you you ate as a kid because you were, you know, a vibrant human being. Yeah, you could take a lot more, you know, punishment to your body. Mm -hmm. And now that you know, I'm 43 now. Right. And uh, anything I put into myself has some kind of effect. Yeah, there's you know? like a direct result. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, man. So. No more sweets for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, just, you know, lately I've had a lot of issues with it, and it's it's caused a lot of depression in me and stuff like that, and that's not been super awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've been trying to do things to, you know, stay out of that rut. Uh, Why do you think depression is such a widespread occurrence now? I think a lot of it's diet, man. Really? Yeah, because we're eating stuff that like makes our body go into stress mode that produces cortisol that produces, you know, anxiety in people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately like the downside of that is depression, depression, anxiety is like always together. You, you think, know? is there a depression gut connection? Uh, yes. Like I, I don't fully understand a lot of it, but like a lot of, a lot of it does have to do with your gut biome and how your body is processing things, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, it's like the, the stress of eating that shit. 
you know, it, it, hmm. it, there's something about it that triggers. I mean, there's there was a study, I think it was done in like 2015. I read part of it today. I've, I've been kind of researching this stuff in my off time. And like it, it was starting to show, you know, well, it, it suggested that there might be a correlation, you yeah. know. They could have to see a specialist for that. Well, yeah, I mean, my sister does. She's like she, she's had to go to like all kinds of tests and you know, see all kinds. Of, I had to go to like a inter- like gastroenterologist and like you know do like the colonoscopy and endoscopy thing. And it's like it, it can be you know pretty intense. And yeah, I'm not looking forward to it if if it turns out to be this. You know, I mean, I still don't even know, and I'm just like stressing myself out. You know, worrying about it and you know how I'm going to pay for it, and you know, which would be great if we had universal health care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about uh, a certain thing that you posted about. Thank you very much. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be a shorter conversation than you think. Okay. Well, let, 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 okay. Uh, well, I guess we could talk about it. One of the things that I did do to make myself feel a little bit better was last Friday, I went and voted early. Yeah. Uh, felt pretty good to vote for Bernie. Felt a lot better to vote against the Bush running for Congress. That was pretty good. There was a Bush running yeah, for Congress? Yeah, fucking Pierce Bush or whatever is trying to run for Congress. You know what? A little scumbag, <laughs> little rat fuck piece of shit. It's so funny. Uh, I didn't even see this conversation going that way because I've been like, you know, looking through a, a peephole at, at this presidential race. Yeah. And, you know, looking at all the angles, analyzing stuff. And uh, it didn't even occur occur to me that other elections were happening yeah dude, we, we there have been like some like leftist like people of color you know judges running for office and stuff like that oh like, wow got to vote for all them that felt great okay and, you know like i don't know like so that's not just it wasn't the democratic primary no it, well, the democratic presidential primary was part of it but there's a lot of local elections that took place too okay see i was completely ignorant on that yeah that's like that's what you know these that's what the all the elections are you know like all the primaries and stuff like that they always lump in a bunch of like local and regional stuff too so you can kind of you know knock it all out in one day oh okay it's such a pain in the ass to go do you know i mean fortunately you know i work a job where i'm off every friday so i'm able to go do those things during the week yeah but you know most people don't you know (sighs) so yeah i got to do that that felt pretty good cool sorry okay i texted jess i made sure i harassed her to vote (laughs) <laughs> okay so is that what you've been up to like harassing people to vote harassing people to vote yeah that's <laughs> that's been a thing that makes me feel like i can you know exact some sort of reasonable change in the world well you know um i got i got asked uh last presidential election if i voted by Kara. yeah and uh i told her hell no you know because it was so corrupt like there was no there was no thought in my mind that i was gonna vote at all because you know of what happened of what happened uh, like at the convention the convention and who was running i mean yeah i and it's weird because my my decision was solely based on the presidential election i couldn't vote for anything else because i really wasn't educated on it right completely and i know it's it's my fault for doing this but i completely ignored everything else and that's that's stuff that's definitely going to affect me more than the who's president right yeah so um when you asked me today i was you know mockingly laughed and said hell no you know like i normally do right uh but yeah it didn't even occur to me that all the local stuff was happening too well here okay even if you're just thinking but even 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 the primary i can't i'm i'm not a registered democrat so 
you don't have to be like registered as a Democrat. You just have to choose. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. you're, you're registered as an independent. Well, I think you could still vote in the. I read that you can't. Uh, so I mean, yeah. So you, you just, okay. whether whether it is or not, that's, yeah, that's what I read that you cannot vote in a primary that you're not registered for. Oh wait, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think you are right about that. Okay, so I'll let you off the hook for that. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I mean, even if, uh, well, I will vote for president. But, yeah. Uh, well, I understand. Like, I if I if I were to choose to do quote my civic duty, I would educate myself about the local elections going on, and I just didn't do that. Yeah. So you got me there. Okay. Well, man. I mean, well, the thing is, like, with the local elections, like, it's not as it's really hard to like. I mean, it's really easy like to ignore that stuff because it's just not as sexy. You know, it's not. I I wouldn't even know how to research somebody because. If if it's an incumbent, you would you would have their voting record to look at. But mm-hmm. if it's not, you would only have their campaign well, yeah, speeches. That's, and that's stuff. any election though. <clears throat> you know? Well, not really, because at the at the top of the food chain, you have so much to look at. Mm-hmm. They have they have a, a long track record, you know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, to a certain degree you were taking a chance on a person if you don't if yeah. they don't if you're not an incumbent, you know? Yeah, that's true. And if you don't like what you've seen from out of this other person, you know, throw but them out. Try it's also else, true you know? if you vote for someone, you're actually invested in if they do a good job or not. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my bad. I don't know, man. But it's just, like, it, it is feasibly possible that, like, Bernie could do it and it could be undeniable, you know? It could be, like... And un- Biden still gets... The- <laughs> no, it, it can... Like, it literally, like, legitimately can be, you know, just unfuckwithable... We can't contest this at the convention, and he has the steam, and he's got. The, he's. It looks like he may have the votes. He might do it, and I don't know. It felt good to support that for me. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But I mean, I don't see the system that he's a part of letting him be the nominee. But that's because I'm a cynical person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and, and, it's, and you saw it happen last. It's time. It's very easy to be cynical, especially considering what happened last time. But you know, I mean, who are they trying to? Who are they trying to rally behind? Joe Biden. <laughs> the media's uh oh yeah they're they're trying so hard but he doesn't have the math he won you know south carolina you know which, which everyone knew he was going to win south carolina regardless you know bernie knew he wasn't going to win south carolina yeah but i mean i think he's going to clean their clock but as a conspiracy today. theorist <laughs> and you saw what happened out in the open publicly mm-hmm. you know i don't know i just don't i mean i don't know I don't know who is who is invested in seeing Bernie lose. Yeah. Or propping <laughs> well, up someone else. Everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I know. It's just weird, man. Here's the thing that I think is really interesting. Okay. Like, you know, Elizabeth Warren all of a sudden gets this huge injection of money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is kind of conspiratorial thinking on my part. But I would bet money that that injection of money that she got is coming from Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Whoa. Just to just to spoil That's Bernie, pretty crazy. Just to spoil Bernie. Wow. I've been paying attention to it, and I think that might be what's happening. Is there any way to find that out? No, because it's all through super PACs, so it's completely oh, unverifiable. Okay. But it's I would, like a shell corporation. Exactly. I would. I would bet money. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. There's it's, a lot of shit talking about Biden on the left too. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because he's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah, he's a scumbag. It seems like everybody except for Bernie has a public track record of lying and you know just being generally awful 
and still well i mean that's the media but it's just it's weird yeah it's like uh it's like hollywood you know Mm. like everything's an act right and nothing is legit except this one person or a couple people Mm -hmm. that are uh did you hear tulsi come out and say like uh she openly uh criticized the whole system that was screwing bernie over yeah it was pretty crazy Hmm. well like what specifically did she say i can look it up yeah let's do it all right Uh, so apparently she is tired of the fbi cia and other intelligence agencies propping up uh status quo so she just outright said it huh she outright said it yeah good for her and you know i've been thinking about this for a while yeah (laughs) because you know the fbi has been keeping tabs on you know political opponents that are uh maybe anti-capitalism mm-hmm. or you know anti-racism stuff like that like yeah. like they were against uh Martin Luther King Jr mm-hmm. and i wonder if any of that has stopped i'm sure it hasn't i mean i don't think it has no there's there's definitely been like infiltration in like any left any, like any sort of leftist movement that's because they're they're providing candidates with with information that props up or actually goes against Bernie and and candidates like Tulsi, right? That are anti-establishment, anti-foreign, uh, foreign war or non-interventionist. Yeah, non-interventionist yeah. and interventionist. Uh, so I'm sure the FBI has and and the CIA have like I'm sure everyone's predecessors yeah. in those those uh alphabet agencies have just done this consistently oh, yeah. throughout their history cointel pro has never stopped <laughs> yeah i don't know man yeah it's pretty dirty out there uh i think we've gone on long enough well with- you, you haven't talked about what you've been up to <laughs> i haven't not really <laughs> um we just kind of went off into super tuesday land and oh yeah and- just basically looking for a job still yeah. And uh, if anybody knows anybody, yeah, if anybody knows anything about anyone looking for a designer, let me know. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty confusing. Yeah. I've, I've got a lot of experience in it. I never in a million years would have thought it'd be this difficult mm-hmm. to procure a position somewhere. Yeah, <sighs> at first, I was, I was under the impression it was difficult because. Um, Houston had a graphic design school and it was just cranking them out, right. you know, but, uh, now I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I guess, uh, I talked to, um, a friend of my uncle's that owns a recruiter company. Right. Um, and I talked to him yesterday. So maybe if nothing else, I can get some feedback and see what, what's going on. You right. Know? And that's always valuable. Yeah. I've done that twice already. And, uh, I don't know if I'm hard-headed or what. <laughs> like, I've tried to do everything they, they suggest. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I might become a sandwich artist within hey. the next couple weeks. Sandwiches are good, man. People need sandwiches. <laughs> Nothing wrong with I that. I just need to pay the mortgage. That's it's good, it. honest work, dude. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's hit some news, because we got plenty of it. Oh, yeah. We all know what Uh-oh. time it is. Okay. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends.
thought this was pretty neat. Yeah. Two two guys create leather from cactus. We'll save one billion animals killed for fashion. Yep. So yeah, whether you li- whether you like it or hate it, you've got to admit leather products aren't good for the environment. In fact, uh, according to PETA, reliable source, yeah, uh, <laughs> the global well, leather not. industry kills more than a billion animals uh, for their skins and hides. However, How is that bad for the environment? Well, raising animals is oh yeah, yeah really yeah. bad that's, for the environment. That's true. That's true. Okay. And plus, like you know, animals gotcha. are part of the environment, and killing a billion things that are part of the environment is you know could be perceived as being bad. <laughs> well, you brought them into this world. You might as well take them out. <laughs> They wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us, you know? What? <laughs> no, I mean, raising livestock. Oh. I mean, livestock okay. wouldn't yeah. be around. Okay. Yeah. It'd still be buffalo, probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. However, that's uh, what's even more worrying is that the impact leather has on the environment. Not only uh, the animal from which the leather is derived con- consumes a ton of water in its lifetime, but after uh, deriving the skin, the, proce- the treatment process introduces a ton of chemicals. Now, this is not only harmful to the environment, but makes the leather item non-biodegradable. So there you go. So it lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> Don't throw your leather away, folks. <laughs> no. Recycle it. Yeah. Keep wearing it. Okay, so uh, the company is called uh, Adriano Martini, and they formulated a new technique to create a fabric using cactus leaves called deserto. Cactus, known for its rugged nature, is quite hard and thick and pointy. However, when fully processed, it not only feels like actual leather, but since it's made from cactus, a plant that can grow in the desert with minimum moisture, it doesn't consume as much water. That's pretty cool. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Now, what kind of chemicals have to be added? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, moreover, they've adopted natural dyes for the process for processing the leather that does don't actually impact the environment while making the material long for. What? I think they meant to say last for as long as a decade. <laughs> uh, the fabric is available in a series of colors to suit your style, and since it is made from a plant, it's partially biodegradable. Huh. Partially biodegradable? Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> this is pretty cool. Yeah. I I am all for this. Yeah, this is awesome. Like, I'm all for anything alternative to... I mean, this might come as a shock, but I'm generally interested in textiles. Really? Like, yeah. Like... I hate that because of linear thinking that there there's industries that have gone on and on and on without any competition. Right. When, you know, there could be 12 different ways to do something that mm-hmm. is just as effective. Right. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's like logging or... Or like, you know, using for hemp, like hemp for paper as opposed to tree pulp. Right. Yeah. Or plastic, you know, when yeah. you could be using... Plastic is bullshit, man. I, I love hemp. And that, you know, we're about to get to another story, but yeah, hemp is like such a good textile. You yeah. know, you can make so much shit from it. Mm. It's it's an incredible, incredible thing. But yeah, cactus, I'm all for it. I want to see where that goes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd, I'd like to see, like, I'd like to see, you know, and compare it to a piece of leather and see the difference, you know? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, if it's, if it's something, I mean, the, the picture in the video, it looks like. I mean, it's thin it's, leather. I yeah, guess. it's difficult to tell. Yeah, but it'd be cool to have a piece like one by one and see if you could, you know, tell the difference. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. It's a a, a somewhat uplifting story. Yeah. <laughs> that's about as close to uplifting as we get around here. Hopefully, they're laser proof from when the robots invade. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Oak is out. Hemp is in. Hemp Wood Factory opens in Kentucky. Cool. I am stoked. Yeah. Bruh. So- 
It seems like industry is finally like opening up to this though. Yeah. You know, like in the past few years, I think they finally, you know, like, you know, you're starting to see, you know, things like CBD oil becoming a little more mainstream. And, you know, yeah. just, just since they've like allowed the industrial manufacture of hemp to come back, you know, that's, I don't know. You had to order it from Canada. Yeah. It, it was like a whole thing, you know, yeah, and you had to go through crazy. certain loopholes and it was like, all oh, I don't know. But I mean, states legalizing marijuana or actually ushering in mm-hmm. this old technology that's going to be new again and right just the old technology before it was banned was better than what we're doing now right and oh my god there's there's so much industrial waste Mm -hmm. involved in in using trees and and uh just stuff that wasn't meant or wasn't meant to be easy making products out of trees you know and i mean just the fact that like capitalism is going this way is just like it so much further enforces the idea that, you know, what we are experiencing with the climate right now is very real, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If they're willing to change their ways and actually invest in these technologies and allow these things to start coming out, there's got to be something to what's going on, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't just ban stuff for no reason or for... Really stupid reasons. <laughs> because one guy is going to lose profits because, yeah, you know, he owns a paper factory yeah, or and a wood mill or something like that. That's like, just... That's disgusting. Like, I that type of capitalism is, it's on its way out, and I think we'll start to see it really tapering off in our lifetimes. Right. I think so. Hopefully. We can just get Bernie in there. <laughs> Bernie's going to work for Big Hemp. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, what do we got here? Oh, uh, yeah. This uh, hemp factory. Yeah, this hemp factory. Uh, Oak is out, hemp is in, says the hempwood leader, uh, Greg Wilson. Of course, his name is fucking Greg. <laughs> Of course, of course, Greg is going to have a hemp factory. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, hemp wood is a reverse engineered wood substitute, which uh, adv- with advantages over traditional oak hardwood, says Fibonacci, the company oh, behind it. Whoa. Damn. Dang, man. That's that's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those include a higher availability, a much quicker grow time of six months, as opposed to growing a tree, uh, and a 20% higher density. Hemp wood can be used for furniture, flooring, and other woodworking projects. Uh, says, uh, we're taking something that grows in six months, and we're able to replicate, if not outperform, a tropical hardwood that grows in 200 years. That's insane. Uh, Wilson said at a ribbon-cutting ceremony Monday, uh, Wilson and Congressman James Comer cut the ribbon at the ceremony, later demonstrating how hemp wood logs are, ma- are manufactured. Uh says the plant will consume one million dollars a year in raw materials all coming from local farmers and neighboring counties that's awesome yeah you know they don't have to like sort like outsource the hardwood to you know canada or anywhere else you know? right i mean they're talking about tropical hardwood i mean i don't even know where that comes from yeah uh and have a significant impact on labor generating another million dollars a year you know this news station reported uh the one-of-a-kind hemp plant hemp wood plant will run two presses over two shifts uh Around 12 employees and three managers are needed each shift, reaching around 50 employees overall by the end of the year. Uh, they're hiring. If you live, in, <laughs> if you live in Kentucky, you know you can email this guy at work yeah. at hempwood.com. Uh, two people will be hired each month during the uh, throughout the year's end. Eight employees currently work at the plant. Uh, hempwood will be available in blocks, pre-sawn boards, flooring, and finished products uh, such as cutting boards and skateboards. Damn. Nice. <laughs> at prices lower than oak. I'm actually really interested to try and skate a hemp board. So, imagine all these subsidized subsidized farms that have to grow food for export. Like, there's so, there's so much wasted food yeah. in America. 
and we so much corn. we even export yeah a ton of it like literally millions of tons of it mm-hmm. to all over the world and the government subsidizes it imagine if you know we cut that down and grow hemp on those farms right i mean you're you're saving deforestation basically right. by allowing these farms to open up and grow hemp mm-hmm. i see nothing but yeah this, badass shit this is like this. awesome yeah i mean you know that stuff grows like a weed too you know you put it down and just yeah pretty easy yep I mean, this this could be a second industrial revolution, or another industrial revolution for America, you know? Yeah. That'd be rad. Yep. I see nothing wrong. Okay. Except for all the loggers that are going to go out of business. Well, they can start growing hemp. Yeah. Someone's got to harvest it, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, this doesn't mean that, like, wood is going away. It's just right. going to be less, you know, and well, replaced with a better product. It might, yeah, it might go away because there's something better out there that's it, superior to it. it. I could see it becoming lighter, more, stronger. I could see it becoming more of a luxury item, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, who doesn't like a good piece of mahogany? Am I right? Well, mahogany is one thing. Oak is kind of like out anyway. Yeah. That's pretty 80s. Yeah. I don't think I have a stick of oak in my whole house. <laughs> and everything I got is a marrow wood. <laughs> <laughs> a marrow wood? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, that's the wood shavings that they glue together. And- <laughs> oh, man. The press board? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, scientists claim to have found the first known extraterrestrial protein in a meteorite. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm not so excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- this could be anything. Like, this could be just like an alien dropped his sandwich on I mean, a meteor. You, uh, what if this meteor landed in a, a pile of uh, xenobots, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then, then we got all kinds of problems, Ben. Yeah. I just bought that movie, uh, uh, The Color Out of Space that Nicolas Cage movie. I haven't watched it yet, but it's about like basically this, a meteor crashing and like driving people insane, you know, Oh, really? HP Lovecraft. Yeah. Is it new? Yeah. It, uh, that company, uh, I think Spectrovision made it. Huh? It's like Elijah Woods company. They made Mandy and they made some other cool stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, to watch it. I, know, I, I really like those kind of movies. Like where like, there's just like a hole and it drives everybody insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not too long ago, I watched Mom and Dad. Have you seen that? Mom and Dad is so rad. That's I love good. that movie. It's really good. Like, Lance Hendrickson is great. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just makes a total bad guy turn. It's awesome. Yeah. Spoiler yes. alert. Sorry. Yeah, you should see it. <laughs> yeah, everybody should watch Mom and Dad. Except for the, the music's a little dubstepy. But, you know, just let it CJ! go. CJ! <laughs> yeah, he's going to be mad. Sorry. What's he going to be mad at? His own history? Uh, anyway. Don't be mad, CJ. So it's all in good fun. Okay, uh, so they found a protein on, an, on a meteorite. Uh, let's see. I guess these scientists are writing a paper about it. They're saying that it, uh, the paper characterizes the first protein to be, be discovered on a meteorite. Um, okay, it was absurd. uploaded to some scientific server that you'll never read. Arcs, archive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> archive. Archive. Uh, their work is yet to be peer-reviewed. So what, what website is this? ScienceAlert.com. This might be real. Yeah, could okay. be real. So over the years, uh, meteorites from... The wider solar system have been yielding some building blocks for life as we know it. Uh, cyanide, which could play a role in building molecules necessary for life. Ribose, a type of sugar that's found in RNA. And amino acids, organic compounds, and that combine to form proteins. I remember whenever they found the one that had the amino acids on it. That was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, 
state of the art. Anyway, yeah, they 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 just found protein on a rock. They found a piece of beef jerky. Not the best, <laughs> not the best story, but I mean, it's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, yeah you know, there's I just mean, not a lot there. I mean, it's yeah, it's like you know, it just like opens a possibility. You know, like a yeah. a planet going through its like primordial ooze phase. You know, had something break off and right landed somewhere that already had life on it. Yeah, what are the odds? Pretty good, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who knows? I don't. I'm what else we got? Drones help what? What? <laughs> oh yeah, this is uh pretty interesting. This is this is actually disgusting. Yeah. Uh, drones help police pollution in Alabama. Lawmakers want to make that a crime. Mm. Okay, this is an opinion column, so we should, you know, take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, basically these coal lobbyist guys, uh, they're trying to manipulate Alabama's government to make it so that using drones to investigate, you know, environmental crimes is against the law. Right. So, yeah, that's what they do. That's what all these companies do. <laughs> well, they've got they've got a surprise coming to them because technology moves faster than fucking government does. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so the picture for this story is it's like a it looks like a wooded area that is dead. Yeah, it's just completely wiped yeah. out in black and brown. And, and there's some kind of uh, veiny yeah. material uh, stored next to a river. Yeah. Is that a river? That's a river. That is a body oh, of water. Jesus Christ. If not the it's Gulf al- of Mexico. It's almost touching the river. Yeah. Okay, so... So basically... That's, uh, that's a big... Uh, oh, it's a toxic spill. Yeah. Okay. And the Alabama legislature is trying to make it against the law to use drones to take pictures, take aerial photographs of this stuff yeah. to police, you know, because that's fucking Alabama for you, man. Hey, let's put a camera on a kite. Yeah. <laughs> and see where, if the legislation can stop that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a balloon. Okay, so apparently this is a, they're, they're trying to put up a bill. This bill is sponsored by a guy named Cam Ward and a state representative named Chip Brown. And they're trying to restrict where the drones can fly to where uh, basically nowhere that there are people or roads or power lines or running water. So they're they're trying to outlaw drones right. because people are using these things, you know. Yeah, we're about to have flying cars. So uh, <laughs> that's I'm, I'm not threatened by this, but this is disgusting that, uh, you know, lobbyists would manipulate. Sorry about that. Um that lobbyists would manipulate the government to... This is what we were talking about with the hemp. I mean, yeah, somebody owned a a logging company, a paper mill, and etc., and they outlawed hemp yeah. because it was going to be uh, against their interests. So, Well, this is also a good sign, though, because these fucking assholes know that they're in their last gasp. They know that the world is about to pass them by. You right. Know? So they're, they're, they're just... They're trying everything they can possibly do, you know? And... It seems like they're succeeding less and less, though. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's going to be a trend. Yeah. I mean, people just have all the information now, you know? <laughs> and it's so easy to get. Yeah. Uh, until they cut off the internet. Yeah. Well. In some false flag attack. Dude, if they cut off the internet, <laughs> like people would lose their minds. Then we go to handing out uh, Revenge of the World pamphlets yeah, time in to parks. Make Revenge of the World fanzine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Uh, what's your favorite person? 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Uh, Hillary Clinton can be deposed about her emails, Judge Rules. So, I'm not too hopeful about this. <laughs> nah. Because she's so squirmy uh, when she's being interviewed that I could see her being questioned and just diverting her answers away from the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're actually interested in what her thoughts were when she was basically hiding her emails from future scrutiny hmm. from the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, yeah. Yes, it's uh, any further discovery should focus on uh, whether she's a private server to evade the Freedom of Information Act and, as a corollary to that, what she understands about states' records and management obligations, Lamberth wrote in his order. So, see, Judicial Watch uh, had asked uh, to depose Clinton, top aide uh, Cheryl Mills, and other former State Department employees in a six-year-old court case uh, seeking public access to the emails from the State Department. Lambert said that in addition to Clinton, the group could also depose uh, two State Department technology managers who worked on uh, Clinton's email management as well as Mills. Uh, Judicial Watch, however, cannot ask Clinton or Mills about the U.S. government's response to the uh, 2012 Benghazi attack. Okay. I wonder why that is. I mean, I guess that doesn't have anything to do with her emails unless she talked about the whole Benghazi situation. Yeah. Which, Which I, think I, I think is that was, I think secret. that's, I think that has a lot to do with why, how the, all this started in the first place, didn't it? Cause I mean, whenever they were like going after about Benghazi, like they were saying that there were emails and blah, blah, blah. And they were supposedly on this private server like that, that ties into all of this, doesn't it? I mean, if you believe the conspiracy theories that weapons were run out of that embassy, mm -hmm. that could be motive for, keeping it secret yeah. the communications secret hmm. but i don't know i don't know uh clinton's emails were already investigated investigated by congress the state department inspector general and the fbi and she previously gave written answers in another lawsuit so basically the whole thing is that uh let's see uh so basically this is about like how her private server was like being used to skirt the freedom of information act yeah they're they're wondering what her motives for yeah. that were. That's actually interesting. Which you know, normally whenever like Judicial Watch brings this kind of stuff up, you know, they're I don't know, they're they're very 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 right leaning. You know, it's it's always politically motivated with those guys. But I think they're asking interesting questions on this one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it'd be interesting to see something shake out, but nothing will because Hillary Clinton is a invincible pharaoh. Yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's pretty slick. Did you know she has her own podcast now? Really? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> I wonder... The Hillary Clinton experience. What, what could she possibly talk about? She just wants to sell supplements. People, <laughs> that people would take seriously. There's... There... there dude, you don't, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, do you? Uh-uh. There's a whole lot of people on Twitter that want hillary clinton to be the god empress of everything for all eternity <laughs> like that's so fucking dangerous it's very weird god damn like there's some real dumb motherfuckers out there <laughs> so i mean i was gonna make the joke that you know since she's podcasting about herself is that gonna put her on her own hit list <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know man it's just gross. Dude. I don't. I don't like that lady at all. She should have Alex Jones on. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That'd be amazing. It'd <laughs> be a good episode. I would. I'd, I'd subscribe to the Patreon for that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, what else? Uh, 
back more presidential election stuff. Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Good old Bloomberg. God, this guy is hilarious. I I I cannot wrap my head around why Michael Bloomberg is still running for president. Like he he's spending hundreds of millions of dollars to just get publicly owned. Yeah, like I'd I'd like to believe that there's some sort of like greater you know Illuminati reasoning for this, but. I don't see it. He just seems like he wants to be the president for some reason. And I don't know. It, He's one of the more tone deaf politicians you're going to see on, on the public stage. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he has no charisma. He seems to not want to address anything that's brought up in any kind of apologetic fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, he. so he's pretty much not taking He like doubled down on, stock, on the stop and frisk thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... He appears in Epstein's Black Book five times. Really? <laughs> and he doesn't, I mean, the stuff that, that's come up about him with, you know, being inappropriate with women. Yeah. He just. Oh, that article is amazing. I mean, There's like 40 instances that they just but, came out within the article. <laughs> but when he was asked about it, he did not. I mean, some politicians will try to make it look better. Yeah. You know, to the people watching. Mm-hmm. But he didn't at all. Didn't even deny it. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't have anything presidential about it. No. But to see him uh, run against Trump would be kind of interesting. Ah, no. Battle of the billionaires. I don't even want that as a possibility because... No, no. No. You shouldn't be able to buy your way into the presidency. Well, I'm just scared because he's not that different from Trump, except he's a little bit smarter. (laughs) Yeah. He's not as entertaining. At At least Trump, like, fucks it up enough to where, I don't know. I don't think he would do as much lasting damage as Bloomberg would. Yeah. I, I, I You're probably right. I don't know. Because he, he's a little scumbag, man. He's a little political fucking pig. Yeah. You know? Yep. Anyway, so uh, Bloomberg uh, went to Selma to a church, to a black church, and several members of the congregation stood up and turned their back to him whenever he was speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let's see, a group of churchgoers Sunday turned their backs on uh, New York uh, Mayor Michael Bloomberg as he addressed the historic Brown Chapel AME Church in Selma, Alabama. Uh, a group of at least nine people took part in the protest as uh, Bloomberg spoke during the 55th uh, commemoration of Bloody Sunday, a historic civil rights march in 1965 where 17 people were injured by police as they attempted to, uh, as they attempted to cross uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, during their march to Montgomery, Alabama, to demand the right to vote for black people. Um, <clears throat> see, Bloomberg was the first uh, Democratic presidential candidate to address the congregation on Sunday as he spoke out uh, about his Greenwood Initiative, which he launched in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in January, and to address a uh, systemic bias that has kept many black Americans from gaining wealth. Several people sitting in the church pews stood up and turned their backs to him. Yeah, basically, this is just. During his campaign, Bloomberg has faced repeated criticism over policies that Im- impacted minority communities, including the controversial stop and frisk policing strategy. Yeah. Huh. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine if you want every black person to be stopped and, you know, investigated for a crime that they have yet to commit, you know, like fucking minority report. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine people might have some feelings about that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. The strategy for cleaning up New York is to put people in fear. Absolutely. Of being on the street. And that was that was the uh <sighs> fuck. <laughs> Can't yeah. even finish my sentence. See, that's the guy that wants to be in charge of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That is like should not happen. That is police state bullshit, straight up. And any laws he breaks, he wants to buy his way out of. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't know, dude. I mean, th- this this guy, you know, he's got hundreds of billions of dollars. You know, he's just. I mean, what's to stop him from buying Congress? You know, if he becomes president, I'm and, sure that's possible. And getting everything he wants. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the money. He he can live very comfortably for. You know, after he buys eight years of a presidency. Yeah. And he could really do a lot of damage. <laughs> what what is what are the motivations of a billionaire president? It like how it has to be Because just, he how how can his motivation be I want to make even more money as president? Is that is that a, a thing? I mean these people are insane. <laughs> like Oh uh, yeah. Why I mean, am I yeah, why am I trying to make sense like, of something like that? Why would you run for president after you are already a billionaire? Right. The law doesn't apply to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's true. He's probably yeah. hunting humans on a ranch somewhere. Exactly. Probably on Epstein's property. Yeah. <laughs> if if the records are to be believed. Right. What else we got? This okay. is interesting. I have personal investment in this because I have believed this for 10 years. Yeah. And I feel personally vindicated. Apple agrees to a $500 million settlement for throttling older iPhones. Every single time when a new iPhone comes out, a patch gets pushed. An update to your your, operating system. And every single time since I've had an iPhone, since I had an iPhone, I no longer have an iPhone, your phone would immediately slow down. It would perform worse. It would just start just going to shit. Your Your phone lasted about two years. Yeah. Every single time. And you could set your watch to it. And I always believed that Apple was throttling data. <laughs> now you have proof. And here we are. Yeah. And as a result, you can get a $25 payout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, iPhone 6 and iPhone 7 users can get a $25 payout as a result of this lawsuit. Because so many people bought iPhones, I guess. I don't know. $500 million doesn't seem like a lot. It's really not. Especially when considering like all that money is going to go to like little law firms and people that were mediating the lawsuit. Oh, you yeah, know, that's true. A majority of that is going to them. You yeah. know? There's, they're sure that there are entire corporations that are built around this kind of lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> they claim it was to conserve battery life. That's bullshit. Whatever, that's man. such bullshit, though, because my battery was fine before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so regardless, why would you... I mean, th- 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 that was always like the, the line that they towed, you know? Was it, um, oh, we're just trying to improve performance and blah, 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 you know? So, uh, by default, Apple will offer a $25... $25 to any current or former owner of a covered iPhone. Named class members will receive $1,500 or $3,500. And around $90 million will go towards attorneys. Oh my god. See? <laughs> That's crazy. The settlement has a minimum payout of $310 million. So the settlement might increase if few people like file claims. Conversely, if payments are, exceed the $500 million cap, each iPhone owner will receive less money. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and... So they're basically dangling a carrot in front of people to keep them from crying about it. Yeah, give you your $25. Yeah, that's just, worthless. Yeah, just like that big, you know, credit breach where, you know, everyone's FICO scores got leaked or whatever. And there's like, oh, you can get $125. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, by the way, I still have not received my $125 that I applied for. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Because my, my data was breached in the... Uh, in that whole thing iCloud thing yeah no it was uh it was like a it was like a credit thing where like uh they somehow like compromised like the agencies that like uh kept track of your credit score or something like that it was like hmm. really screwed up yeah ain't no good bro yeah well, you're not getting far on my credit yeah so <laughs> apple's not a great company no they're horrible 
Yeah. And and they've never been really that good. Nope. They they just make really shiny products. They are great at marketing. Yep. Hey, uh, what kind of phone did you get? Samsung? Yeah. Should have went LG, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't love the quality of like some of the LG phones. I got an LG. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. Like the the physical, you know, body. Like my LG phones that I had in the past. Like if I drop them one time, they just shatter. Oh so. no no no. Yeah yeah. So I mean, I've had actually a lot of good luck with the Samsung. So yeah, I wouldn't have got it if if it wasn't something special. You yeah. Know? Plus, I can turn my TV off and on with this one. Oh yeah. So it's <laughs> cool. Uh, what else we got? Pour one out for a real one. Yeah, James yeah. Lipton. Yeah, inside the actor's studio. Kept his hair dyed for 93 years. <laughs> yeah, man. I, and you know what? Honestly, I bought it. I had no idea how I had old. no idea. I yeah. didn't know he was 93 years 93. old. 93. I mean, that means whenever his show was on the air, he was already very old. Yeah. And he, he never really struck me as like older than maybe being in his 60s. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. It's if, good old... If anything, it's a consistent dye job. Lighting magic. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to know the best lighting magic, if not mm-hmm. Actors Studio? I mean, this guy had a hell of a career, too. He started out as the Lone Ranger's nephew on the radio. What? <laughs> yeah, that's like his first... Wow. He, like, he was a legit actor, and like he, he acted and wrote scripts, and, you know... He he, he had wor- retired by the time the talkie came out. Yeah, he, he worked for a long time, man. I yeah. mean, lived to be 93, died of bladder cancer. I mean, that's... Damn, cancer took him out? Yeah. Holy shit. How, how long would he have lived if not for that? Yeah, I mean, he was 93 is a hell of a run. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's about as far as you want to go, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's when your body starts to become a prison. I I feel like my line is 85. Really? 85 is like when I'm I'm done. I'm going for 200, but I probably (laughs) won't make it to 55. Okay, Ramsey's. (laughs) Gordon Ramsey. Uh, (laughs) Gordon Ramsey is 200 years old. (laughs) That's why he's so cranky. He's going to blow out his asshole someday. Yeah, he's just going to. Gush blood. So yeah, James Lipton. James Lipton. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> On that note. Okay. Uh, Mayor of San Antonio declares a state of a, a disaster, public health emergency due to coronavirus. Yeah. This is, uh, this is not good. <laughs> oh, this paint. Okay. So uh, uh, Mayor Ron uh, Nirenberg has declared state of of disaster and public health emergency in the city of San Antonio due to a coronavirus concerns. In the declaration, Mayor Nirenberg said on Saturday, February 29th, one patient at Lackland Air Force Base who tested positive for COVID-19 subsequently tested negative on two tests and was released from quarantine. The person then tested positive for the virus on a third test with results coming in after her release. So did we talk about this? No. Okay, so there were... There were multiple patients, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they tested this one person twice, mm-hmm. came back negative. They released her from quarantine. Yeah. She went to the mall. <laughs> she went to the food court. She went shopping. Yeah. She did all this stuff. And she, okay. The next day, fucking test came back positive. Well, let me tell you something. As a person that has, as a former resident of Lackland Air Force Base, let me tell you what this person did. <laughs> She didn't just go to the mall. She went to the Riverwalk. She went to the tourist yes. mall. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Where downtown where the Alamo is at. The most traffic. So many people from other places. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're fucked, man. We're this fucked. is bad. Like pe- people are like understating this. They're like, oh, you know, they got it back under control, blah, blah, blah. No. No. She went to the mall. I mean, because every week, every single week, a, like a, cr- a class graduates from basic military training at Lackland mm-hmm. Air Force Base. 
That means that means from all over the country. Everybody in that class, their families come yeah. on a plane. Yeah. They get on a plane. They come to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Watch the graduation. I did this for you, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, they see the sights. They go around yeah. town. You know, do they the shake whole... hands with all kinds of kids in basic training that yes. they don't even know. Yes. And all these people. And you, they go to the food court you in go, the mall. Yeah, <laughs> you, go. you go to the river walk. You go eat at that Mexican food place that has the good bread. Right. And then you like. <laughs> and, uh,. Then those families get on, get back on planes mm-hmm. with, you know, they touch things. Yeah. They got baggage. They got, you know, they're coughing on a plane, mm-hmm. spreading it to other people. People get on those planes after them. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. This is real bad. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. Like this, this is like exponentially worse than just a normal person. Like being a military person in this touristy military town. Hey, you know who I would infect hmm. if, if I got sick? My wife. Yeah. I don't come in contact with too many people being unemployed at my house. Right. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, she probably would uh, spread it a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but who knows? You know? Yeah. It is what it is. It's real bad news. So, um, Mayor Nuremberg has declared that those who have been quarantined at Lackland will not be able to ingress into and travel through the city of San Antonio. Previously quarantined people will also not be allowed to enter San Antonio until further notice. Uh, state of disaster and public health emergency will last seven days unless continued or renewed by San Antonio City Council. So they're going to uh, form a ring around the city? Yeah. Lock arms? Hands across America, <laughs> Keep man. people out. Stay That's away crazy. from Fiesta, Texas! Yeah, please. Man. Yeah, the Wall Street panicking and lo- dropping uh, due to this the news that, you know, coronavirus is going to be a problem. Yeah it's kind of an indication of what could actually happen yeah you know that that doesn't happen for no reason right you know uh i mean the federal reserve is like uh lowering interest rates for the first time since the financial crash of like 2008 yes yeah yeah we're we could be in for some uh <laughs> this could be real bad <laughs> some bad shit but we'll keep broadcasting yeah next story yeah, that, that's just <laughs> fodder for us man yeah <laughs> the only thing you can really invest in that's safe right now is revenge of the world <laughs> yeah that's true uh, wait till a tenfold tirade. Um, Speaking of coronavirus and military personnel, uh, yeah. student quarantine days after classmates shook hand uh, shook Mike Pence's hand. Report says, okay, uh, a student whose classmates met and shook hands with uh, President Vice President Mike Pence has reportedly been put under quarantine after his mom came into contact uh, with a patient who tested positive for coronavirus. The unnamed male student from Sarasota Military Academy and his mother have both been quarantined at home, according to a post on the face on the academy's Facebook page. Uh, Herald Tribune reported that the mother had come into contact with an infected person through her professional role, but neither of the two are exhibiting any symptoms of the coronavirus. On Friday, uh, Sarasota Cadets uh, shook hands and posed for photos with Pence, who was in Sarasota, for a fundraiser. The Pentagon has said um, to have been in touch with the school about the student. Last week, President Donald Trump tapped Mike Pence to lead the administration's coronavirus task force. Oh! <laughs> how are you going to be? How are you going to be the lead for the task force if you're a fucking <laughs> contagion carrier? This is this is his one <laughs> moment of heroism where he dived on the grenade. <laughs> Mike Contagion Pence, man, has a good ring to it. How how ironic would that be? Yeah, I mean, so so far his solution has basically been to have a prayer circle. Mike the ge- <laughs> the Germ Pence, <laughs> the Germ. <laughs> yeah, God. If only if only he was a Democrat and Trump could make fun of him. <laughs> 
he would have a catchy nickname. Hey, he he might be kicked out. There's uh, rumors going around that he's going to be ousted from the ticket. And uh, I forget what her name is. A, a woman senator, I think, hmm. that's going to jump on. Nah. But I don't know. I don't know about that. He might die. He might not have to be ousted. <laughs> well, <laughs> news travels quick. Yeah. So. so does coronavirus, apparently. Yeah. This is weird, man. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Nope. Nobody. None of you are safe either. Yeah. Suck it. Uh, you want to do some murder and mayhem? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I guess let's like, let's, let's take it off the pandemic <laughs> level for a little while. And get, we'll get back to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get down to, you know, some good old fashioned murder. Uh, we're going to talk about Robert Benjamin Rhodes, also known as the Truck Stop Killer. Uh, he's an American serial killer and rapist. Uh, he was convicted of three murders and was slated to be tried for two more before the charges were dropped due to the wishes of the victim's families. Uh, Rhodes is additionally uh, suspected of torturing, raping, and killing more than 50 women between 1975 and 1990 based on data about his truck routes and women that went missing during those years who had met the profile of his perverted victims. At the time he was caught, Rhodes claimed to have been to have uh, engaged in these activities for 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of information about like how he grew up or whatever, but um, from all accounts, his upbringing was pretty normal. You know, he you know went to high school. He played football. He was a wrestler. He played. He was a, in the choir in the French club. Oh. So yeah, he's a pretty normal life uh his only criminal you know activity that took place like while he was in high school was uh he got in trouble at the age of 16 for tampering with a vehicle and got into a fight when he was 17 that was kind of it you have sugar in your gas tank yeah it was probably something <laughs> like that it sounds like he's pretty you yeah. know normal or whatever uh he went into the marine Corps. i wasn't being racial that was uh, a quote from kingpin ah the movie <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay uh so you know, he graduated from high school, joined the Marine Corps. Uh, during the same time, his father was arrested for molesting a 12-year-old girl and subsequently committed suicide while awaiting trial. Damn. So maybe these reports of his normal upbringing might not be yeah. super accurate, you know. I mean, you know. So, uh, let's see. He was dishonorably discharged uh, sometime around the late 1960s from the military, you know. I guess. Uh, he was a Marine. Yeah, he was a Marine for a little while. Um I guess he was involved in a robbery or something like that. So he ended up, you know, they, they don't put up with that sort of thing. You, you can kill him, but you can't rob him. Right. You know, so uh, he attended college. He dropped out. He tried to be a cop, but couldn't be a cop because he had a dishonorable discharge. Um, so throughout the uh, 1970s and 80s, he was married three times. He had a son with his first wife, you know, just kind of worked menial whatever jobs until he eventually found work as a long haul trucker. Uh, during the 1980s, uh, he developed interests and hobbies, among which uh, included involving himself in the BDSM scene. And uh, <laughs> during this time, he allegedly verbally, physically, and sexually abused his third wife. Damn. Um, his typical MO, you know, when he, I guess like sometime in the 1970s, he finally, you know, whatever snapped, snapped. You know, I, if I were just looking at this, I would think it was a combination of sexual abuse and, you know, gridiron football head injuries. Mm. I mean, because. One thing that you see in every serial killer, there's always a juvenile head injury. Really? Almost every single time. Really? It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. It's it's like a combination of like, you know, 
you know, physical or sexual trauma and a head injury almost every time. Hmm. So that that's just my guess, you know, my, my amateur psychology here. So yeah, he's got, he got his job, you know, working, driving the truck around. Uh, and in the 1970s, you know, he got the itch and he started preying on uh, hitchhikers and truck stops, tech workers. Uh, his first confirmed Lot lizards as I like. To yeah. Call them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the term. Uh, one of his first confirmed temporary girlfriends. <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> one of his first confirmed victims was uh, a woman named uh, Candace, uh, Patricia Candace Walls, uh, later known posthumously as a former girlfriend of metal vocalist, Whirl Dane from bands Sanctuary and Evermore. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Probably Florida, right? Oh no, that's Texas. Huh? Um, and her husband, uh, Douglas Zykowski, in January of 1990. So, th- this guy was active from the 70s until the 90s. Oh, okay? my God. So, that, that's kind of why we're starting here uh, with 1990. This is just the first time he got caught, or he's got, he got suspected, like when he popped up on the grid. Mm. Uh, I guess this couple, was they were hitchhiking when Rhodes picked them up on the truck while he was on a long-haul journey. He immediately killed the husband and dumped his body in Sutton County, Texas, where it was later found, and he was not identified until 1992. He kept Walsh for a week. During this time, he tortured and raped her multiple times while before dumping her body in Millard County, Utah. Damn. So, uh, almost a month after Walsh's death, he grabbed a victim, an, 18, an 18-year-old drifter, uh, who escaped and informed the police. Uh, when Rhodes was detained, the victim declined to press charges, feeling that she would not be believed due to extens- uh, despite extensive evidence. In her statement to police, she says that, I don't see any good in filing charges. It's just going to be my word against his. If there was any evidence, I would file. I would file charges and sue him. It was later asserted that she was fearful of Rhodes after enduring two weeks in his truck. Uh, he converted the sleeper cab of his truck into his own personal torture chamber. So this guy had this torture chamber in his truck where he was like capturing these women for weeks and just like torturing and sexually assaulting them for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks until they would die and he would just dump their bodies on the road. You know, I'm surprised more truckers haven't been caught doing this because it's kind of the perfect predatory yeah. job to have. Well, I mean, there's like so many unsolved crimes that take place, you know, just like every year. Like there are like so many people that died in like in the 70s and 80s that they just never could figure out how. I mean, they, they knew that they were murdered, but they could never prove it. They could never, you know, solve these crimes. And yeah. like one theory is that there are a lot of these guys were operating as, you know, truckers. Crazy. Yeah. So this is interesting. Uh, this actually kind of ties in locally. Uh, days later. Uh, Shout out to our trucker listeners, by the way. <laughs> do we have any trucker listeners? I'm sure. Huh. I'm sure we do. Yeah. If you guys have any like creepy serial killer stories, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. So, you know, hit us up. If on we the- have any hitchhiker uh, listeners, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Stay away from those truck drivers. So, uh, days later, uh, 14-year-old Regina K. Walters and her boyfriend, Ricky Lee Jones, both runaway teenagers from the Houston suburb of Pasadena, Texas. How dare they call this a suburb? Disappeared. We're a goddamn city. Yeah. <laughs> like Zykowski, it is believed that after being picked up by Rhodes, Jones was killed and disposed of while Walters was kept. Uh, photos seized of the search uh, during a search of Rhodes' home confirmed that he held Walters for a long time based on the degree of uh, hair growth and bruising. Mm. Uh, Jones's body was found on March 3rd, 1991 in Lamar County, Mississippi. Uh, he was not identified until July 2008. Mm. In uh, Bond County, Illinois, Jones had been uh, charged in absentia with Walters' murder. Um, in the early morning of April 1st, 1990, Officer Mike Miller of the Arizona Highway Patrol found a truck on the side of I-10 with its hazard lights on. When he investigated the outside cab, he discovered a nude woman handcuffed and screaming. There was also a male present who identified himself as the as the driver of the truck. After failing to talk his way out of the situation, 
He tried to talk his way out of the situation. Wow. Where he has a woman bound and screaming in his truck. And, you know, when you look at photos of this guy on the internet, there's a lot of pictures of him in bondage gear. So he was probably suited up. Wow. Tried to talk to the cop. He was arrested and charged with aggravated assault, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. After further investigation, the arresting detective, Rick Barnhart, was able to make the connection to the Houston case and notify, after, uh, and he noticed, after he noticed a pattern stretching over the course of at least the, uh, noticed the pattern stretching over the course of at least five months. So I guess like he put a bunch of cases together and kind of realized, oh, it's this guy. Yeah. Uh, in executing a search warrant of Rhodes' home. Police found photos of a nude teenager who was later identified as Walters, whose body was found uh, in September 1990. Also present were photos of Walsh, whose body was discovered later that October. Uh, in 1994, Rose was convicted of first-degree murder of Regina K. Walters and was sentenced to life without parole in Menard uh, Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois. He was extradited to Utah in 2005 to be tried for the deaths of Candace Walsh and Douglas Zykowski. However, in accordance with the victim's family's request, the charges were dropped in 2006 and he was returned to prison. Hmm. Uh, Rhodes was later extradited to Texas for the murder of for the murder of Walters and Jones, where Rhodes, in exchange for dropping the death penalty, pled guilty uh, to their deaths and received a second life sentence. Despite his other convictions in Texas, he continues to live, serving his life in, without parole sentence in Menard Correctional Facility. He's still alive. Wow. So, so, how many victims do you think he really had? Well, there were three that can be proved. Like th- that's those are the ones he were found guilty of. But it's believed he may have been as guilty of as many as 50. Damn. He never, like, admitted to it. He never bragged about it. But, I mean, there's, you know, just cases and cases that follow his route, you know. that That's how they put this stuff together with these truck drivers, is they're able to see, like, where they were going. Because there's all these records of, you know, I carried this load to this place, then I went to this place, then I got gas here. You know, there's very extensive, you know, record keeping that goes along with long-haul trucking, which is kind of why it's a bad idea to do this as a serial killer. But, yeah. Imagine if he had the coronavirus. Just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This picture of him looks pretty creepy. Yeah. He looks like a pervy old man. Yeah. You should, man, the pictures of him like in the 70s and 80s, though, like in the bondage gear are super creepy. Hmm. Especially like just knowing, like, he, he like kept these people for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, it, no, none of these people died an easy death. How'd you find this guy? Just looking around. <laughs> I love I, how you I, I, find the weirdest. I hang out in some creepy corners of the internet, man. I don't know what's hey, you. Know, <laughs> uh, let's talk real quick about uh, a previous murder and mayhem you did about the uh, the killdozer. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That movie's that movie's coming out. Yeah, they made a documentary about killdozer. Uh, was it? It looks pretty cool. It looks cool. What was his name? Uh, Marvin Hemeyer. I don't remember. Yeah, but the killdozer looks pretty badass. Yeah, it it looks badass. Like. <sighs> He's the he's one of the few murder and mayhem's that like I kind of back. <laughs> well, it was it was crazy because the uh, in the trailer you hear the cops mm-hmm. panicking. Yeah, like he's going towards town hall or whatever. Oh yeah, you like know? if you watch the YouTube footage, he was fucking shit up for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, um, I'm real excited to see that. Let's do some friend questions. James Todd asks, your thought on the COVID-19 and the chances of it going nationwide? It's, well, already, <laughs> it's already nationwide, baby. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Especially thanks to our good friend at Lackland Air Force Base. <laughs> yeah. And you know. High quality medical care. Oh, God. Thoughts on COVID-19? 
we're we took a, a small break and we we're talking in the living room. It's basically it's another flu, you know. Yeah. And it's got a at this point two point four percent death rate. Mm-hmm. So fuck, man. I, I really think it all depends on the medical care of whatever country it it's, it lands in too. And that's real scary for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we might have a lot more, uh, what do you call it? Bankruptcies happening yeah. due to medical costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hey, whatever it is going nationwide there. There's a, <laughs> he's asking what are the chances and it's actually, it's already gone. It's already gone nationwide. Yeah. Maybe, you know, what is, how many States so far? Like six, uh, nine, something really, like that. I really don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you think about, I was thinking about this today, mail carriers. Mm-hmm. You know why dogs go insane for mail carriers is because you have all those scents yeah. from, you know, hundreds, thousands of people mm-hmm. in one mail bag. Yeah. You know, now think of just germs alone. Yeah. You know, uh, the coronavirus could, could travel in so many ways. We are yeah. an international com- uh, country. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of importing and exporting. Um, and these things are germs, something you can't see. Right. You know, you don't know if somebody sneezed or coughed on this piece of fruit from Peru. Right. Or this uh, letter your mom is sending you from across the country. Yeah. Uh, I swear, every time I get the flu, it's always like right after I ate a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. People just sneezing into my kale. Yeah. Well, that should teach you yeah. not to eat that stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Hope that answers your question. Hogan TX asks, what do you think of bands telling you who to vote for? I think, well, let you take this one. Ah, Jello Biafra has been telling me who to vote for for years. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he's been telling you who not to vote for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is always fun. Yeah. But bands telling you it's just tacky. I think it's, I mean, I don't, know. I don't see anything wrong with using your platform to, if you believe in something. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I uh, can agree with that too. I mean, but then again, people that don't agree with you take offense to that shit. You know, you know what? They can deal with it. I had to listen to Toby Keith for how long? Oh my God. <laughs> like, I saw a picture of that guy today. He's fucking perm. Ugh. Ugh, that scumbag. Toby Keith is just... I don't know him. I, I don't know anything about him. Uh, except that I really hate his lyrics. I grew up around guys like They're that. Retarded. I know everything about him. Okay. No. <laughs> it's he, not that hard to no, figure out, huh? No. There's not a lot to it. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot no. of wheels turning behind those eyes, huh? No, no. Uh, dumbass that won the lottery. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care for it myself. I'd rather... I'd rather not know. Yeah. <laughs> It can only help someone in the long run not to know what they think of politically. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, just you're cutting off half your audience, most likely. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, like just coming from punk rock and stuff like that, that's so much of it was about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was never into political punk. I was. I, I was never even into Dead Kennedys all that much. I loved like Dead Kennedys and Crass and like all of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was more of a fear, uh, I don't know. Black Flag wasn't really about national yeah, politics. Yeah, they weren't really political. They were just kind of like misfits. Mean. Yeah, nothing. You yeah. know, aliens. Not until <laughs> they got older. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, it is what it is. But I'd rather not know. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think Green Day ruined it for me. 
because I don't really like Green Day and, and hearing uh, what's his face talk about it. Don't want to be an American idiot. <laughs> That's God. a good Homer Simpson, man. man uh, they were so good way back then. And uh, no effects, you know, no effects. Oh, God. I don't really. I don't really care for them. Uh, I could go my whole life never listen, never hearing Fat Mike talk ever again about yeah, anything. Too bad. That's like anything. My... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's but... like if Jello Biafra told you about his sex life all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. Uh, Big Clem asks, what's something that overwhelms you other than life? <laughs> uh, I'm overwhelmed by quite a bit these days. Like, but health situation. <laughs> yeah, luckily we get to vent about it on the show. Yeah, so that helps out a lot. Um, uh, yeah, student loans. <laughs> Your student loans? What yeah. are you talking about? I still have student loans, dude. Your GI bill? <laughs> that ran out, dude. What? Yeah. For Art Institute of Houston or yeah. International, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Join the lawsuit. Get refunded on that shit. You're not working in in that field. <laughs> yeah. yeah hello they fucking went bankrupt for a reason well i'm I'm trying to get my gi bill back right now that's kind of like the fight that i'm going through but yeah uh, like the, the the terms which they're refunding the gi bill are like real kind of mushy right now so i don't know i'm trying to figure out how to word it right and ugh. government yeah. uh okay well great now i'm thinking about all of that big clem. what overwhelms you big clem big clem he's a good guy uh let's see tinfoil tyreed yeah okay so this is strictly conspiracy this we have no legitimate information regarding this specific incident take this with a grain of salt take it with a whole bunch of salt uh so i have it from (laughs) an inside source an inside source that this is uh, third-hand knowledge. Supposedly, there is a case in Harris County of someone infected with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. They, they, the county, mm-hmm. uh, is keeping it hush-hush until after the rodeo is over. Ooh. So, you're hearing it here first, kids. <laughs> and I hope, I hope it's not true. I mean be great if it was crap it would be wonderful if that wasn't true that our elected officials are not crooked enough to keep the public health in the dark about <sighs> an emergency happening because they want to make money from the rodeo well bloomberg you know did well sylvester turner is in bed for bloomberg so to, to say that he's not crooked <laughs> um or viable huh? yeah this is all conjecture again conspiracy but we don't, we don't have proof we do not have a solid piece of evidence i haven't even talked to the guy that told the guy that told me so we don't even have it from a legitimate source but if that were that were true and it got out mm-hmm. there will be hell to pay <laughs> because so that's why we're talking about it on revenge of the world i know <laughs> i don't know man i mean it could come out tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we might be late to the party if this podcast comes out after it's found out to be true or false. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I hope it's false, man. Yeah. Harris County, I mean, it's a big county, but yeah. uh, I think it would be less of an emergency if it were just made public. You right. Know? People would still go to the rodeo. The yeah. rodeo might suffer a little bit, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I think people will still go to the rodeo. <laughs> I think so, too. They've already bought their tickets, man. And yeah. Those tickets are hard to come by. They're going to go. I mean, people... If people were concerned about it, they'd wear masks, you yeah. know? I don't think that it would kill anything. Yeah. Except maybe, you know, if patient zero went missing... <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm accusing elected officials of murder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope it's not true yeah. because that would taint a lot of stuff. Yeah, but keep your eyes peeled. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, I think I think everybody hearing our voice should take precautions hmm. as much uh, as you possibly can because you know it it really doesn't take that much to be careful. You know, right? It's uh, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands, cough into your sleeve, not your hand. Uh, try not to touch too much shit in public areas. Or just Already. touch shit at all. Yeah, shit's bad. Yeah, stay away from shit. It's stinky. Um, but, yeah, I mean, take precautions. Uh, this is a little off topic, but not really. Uh, my cousin was sent a document by the city, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to read out their precautionary items because they're pr probably pretty useful. Wash your hands often with soap and water at least for at least 20 seconds. You use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol if soap and water are not available. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue or your sleeve, not your hands, when coughing or sneezing. Keep your child at home if they have a fever of at least 100 degrees. Your child must be fever-free without the aid of medication for at least 24 hours before returning to school. These are all useful bullet points. Most importantly, don't just go to work. Yeah, don't go to work, man. It's not worth it. Take the damn day off. You're going to kill people. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, if you feel shitty, you know, I mean, just outside of this whole coronavirus thing, like, if you feel bad, stay home and take care of yourself, man. Like, no one else is going to take care of you. The economy loses billions in people going to work sick. Yeah. And, you know, other people contracting their, their illnesses. I mean, it just, a company can shut down because of that. Yeah. You know, it's just not worth it to anybody. Just take care of yourself. Yeah. Cross-train, people. <laughs> if, uh, if somebody else can't do your job, then you fucked up. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really make sense to me but hey yeah. what do i know yeah. just take care of yourself nobody else take care of you so yeah anyway that's the show bro yeah i think we're done huh i think so two two and two weeks yeah let's keep it going moving up in the world uh tonight's podcast was brought to you by lonestarbuttons.com <laughs> if you have a project a business or an event coming up pin on buttons or other stuff that they make are very useful in promoting those things uh lone star buttons can create buttons in different sizes and shapes they also do bottle openers mirrors and magnets to get in touch with lone star you can email info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner adam stimpy jones at 281-798-1996 use the coupon code i want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free uh, -huh. uh we're also brought to you by <gasps> Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. <laughs> Wasn't that attractive? 
Um, do you need home, auto, flood, or any other kind of insurance? Shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. Well, do yourself a favor and call Jessica Dieter at 281-607-5263. She will shop your insurance around for a better rate or a better policy, whatever you want her to do. Uh, the goal being saving you some cash. Mm-hmm. We're also brought to you by <laughs> Destro's Treasure. I don't know. I don't have anything for that yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not that. Uh, <laughs> Keep workshopping that one. <laughs> Destro's Treasure is a uh, art gifts gifts shop on Etsy. Uh, right now we're selling coasters and zines. Uh, I took some photos of some pretty snazzy jewelry that I'll be posting tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I will get some original art up there as soon as possible. Uh, go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. Uh, that's D-E-S-T-R-O-S-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E. Don't save yourself some money. Spend a lot of money. I don't, you know, the more the better. Spend uh, all the money. Spend all, go into debt. Going to dead at Destro's Treasure. Coronavirus is coming for you. Yeah. So they're you know, not going to. You're going to need to quarantine yourself. You're going to need stuff to read. Yep. You're going to need something to put your drinks on. Yeah. Keep hydrated. That's one of the main things about you're gonna, coronavirus. You're going to need jewelry, you know, like. And eventually, whenever you you're die. You're going to need jewelry to be buried in. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you die, you're going to want pass on. You're going to need something family. to be buried in the pyramid in your sarcophagus with. Yeah. So, yeah. Destro's uh also, if you want to learn more about what we're doing here at the podcast, go to revengeoftheworld.com, where you can find a whole bunch of knitted together stuff. Bullshit. Fuck that. Just go to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. No, don't go there. Right there. Yeah. If you want to take part in the show. Friend questions, stories. I mean, anything Nudes. We We love. What's your... Send all male genitalia addressed to Brennan. Yeah. He loves that. Big Whatever. natural dongs. <laughs> if you got a good old gooseneck on you. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Dong of the week. Dong of the week. <sighs> Brennan, that's one in the can. Yeah. Uh, thank you also to Mockingbird Network. Uh, go there, check out some shows. Yeah. We're on there too. And uh, I think they still have Mike Rodriguez on our page. <laughs> Where you at, Mike? We miss you. Yeah, we have seen in. that dude. Um, what come else? In for debriefing. Yeah. Well, Speaking of big old dongs. <laughs> we're going to pump some coronavirus into your rectum. I don't know why <laughs> what? I said that. Uh, I think anyway, not, yeah, gently go fuck someone. Let's, let's edit that out. 